Welcome to Parse, the official podcast of the Elahe Omidyar Mir Jalali Institute of Iranian Studies at the University of Toronto. In Persian, Parse means strolling or wandering around as an observer of contemporary life and modernity. In a similar spirit, our podcast Parse aims to take our listeners on an intellectual stroll in the field of Iranian studies, where they can listen to different ideas from leading thinkers, academics, activists, and authors in the discipline. Our podcast will provide thought-provoking excerpts from lectures and seminars organized by the Iranian Studies Institute at U of D to make the extensive work we do with our partners more accessible to academics and non-academics alike across Canada and beyond. The 35th episode of Parse is an excerpt from a lecture given by Leila Rahimi Bahmani, an Iranian poet, Farooq Fadrokhzad's Poetics of Modernity. It will delineate the characteristic features of literary modernity which place Fadrokhzad among the modernist poets of the 20th century. Among these modernist features is a topic of female madness. Dr. Bahmani is a research fellow and lecturer of Persian language at the Goethe University in Frankfurt am Main. Her field of research is Iranian women's literature. Her book, Mirrors of Entrapment and Emancipation, Furuk Farzokhzad and Sylvia Plath, received the Latife Yarshater Award in 2016. The topic of my uh, talk today is Farooq Farooqzad, Modernity and Madness. I start with uh, an introduction and then go to madness. Farooq Farooqzad is one of the most popular modern Persian poets of Iran. Though some of her collections of poetry published in Iran carry the title of complete work, they have not been able to escape censorship. Since the Islamic Revolution to the present day, Farrokhzad's works have often been censored and banned despite the poem's immense popularity. The first uncensored publication of the complete works of Farrokhzad in the original Persian uh, were published in two volumes in 2002 in Cologne by the publisher Nemo. Outside Iran and uh, Persian-speaking countries, Farrokhzad enjoys widespread readership. Her poems, often in the form of selections, have been translated into many different languages and widely anthologized. Therefore, we can confidently claim that Farooq Farrokhzad has uh, already become part of the uh, world literature, or in Goethe's term, Weltliteratur. Kent uh, Seignori, in his introduction to six-volume The Companion to World Literature, defines world literature primarily as the text that travel. And look at the number of the translations of Farofzot's poems into different languages reveals uh, that her poems have been quite a wayfarer, being relocated geographically and linguistically in other literary homes. Farofzot's poems are confessional in the sense that a woman adopts a voice through which she reveals the tabooed subjects of feminine transgression, her desires, sins, and her madness. Moreover, what makes her poems alluring for some and at the same time repulsively threatening for others is her adoption of an ambiguous tone towards such issues. Although her poems overtly express remorse, sinfulness, and shame, 
readers can still discern the poet's unbending determination for transgression and individuation. That is her nonsense feeling of heroic trespassing. Such ambiguous feeling of disillusionment and victory becomes more and more perceptible in her late form, where the poet goes through mythic death and ultimate rebirth. For instance, the poem Green Delusion, Sats, reveals a precarious ambivalence of attraction alienation toward the cultural configuration of womanhood, as well as motherhood regarded as the ultimate realization of uh, woman. On the one hand, the persona articulates her attraction to feminine stereotypes of womanhood, which would grant the compliant security of being accepted, the sense of belonging, and being worthy of love. Shelter me, all simple, perfect women, whose delicate fingertips trace beneath the skin the rapturous root of an embryonic motion, and in the cleavage of your color, the air always mingles with the scent of milk. On the other hand, an underlying tone of contempt and alienation toward these simple, perfect women. Zanon Sade Kamel can easily be discerned throughout the poem. The same sense of attraction contempt prevails in the poem Wind of Dawn, Arusaki Kuki. In a letter to her husband, Farahsad complains about her restlessness. I feel sorry why I cannot be content and satisfied like other women. Why so much desire and hope have I hidden in my heart and why a monotonous daily life does not content me. In Farrokhzad's first volume of poetry, The Captive, published in 1955, the, uh, the reader is confronted with a female voice overwhelmed uh, with a sense of sin, sin and remorse, except for two poems, Girl and Spring, Dokhtar Bahar, and The Ring, Halqeh, which are the musings of the poet in the third person, the rest of the poems are all in the first person voice. In referring to the female persona and by extension to herself, the poet often uses images of madness. Such obsession with madness seems to fade away and the term madness appears less and less in her later volume. The persona appears to outgrow her sense of madness over time as she moves toward hermetic rebirth. Poetry for Farrakhzad is not merely a site of surging multiplicities of the self, but also the very source of multiplicity. Moreover, it is exactly where these multiplicities of the selves merge into unity. Madness is inverted into her identity, confronted into, in her text, and ultimately healed, at least temporarily. My presentation will address the four categories of madness. I should emphasize here that the categories I'm going to sketch here are only for the purpose of analysis. In fact, no rigid demarcation line can be drawn among the categories as there, as there is often simultaneity to and fluidity among uh, them. Love madness is the first category. 
tracing the concept of law madness back to pre-modern discourse, discourse, philosopher physicians of the Islamic tradition had often defined law as a sort of mental derangement or madness, divanagi or junoon. Law madness or law melancholia was predominantly a masculine trait, as men were the real lovers. In Anglo-European literature, I mean here the general literature, uh, literature of medicine, theology, law, etc., the feminization of madness takes place in the 18th and early 19th century. In the 18th century, women are considered a typical sufferer of the debility of the nerves. Interestingly, the word hysteria, the most prevalent of the mental sicknesses often associated with women, comes from the Greek word for uterus, womb, or in Farsi, rahim. There has been ample studies discussing how hysteria was a pathological byproduct of uh, strict gender roles. Almost all the sufferers by the end of 18th century were women. Today, hysteria is seen as an expression of resistant, resistance of bourgeoisie women to many contradictions and constraints in their social role. In the case of love madness, this gender shift goes back even hundred years earlier. Until the late 17th century, love madness was predominantly depicted as a, as a male malady before it became a female. Insanity became the extension of femininity. Probably the most popular female mad figure traumatized by disappointment in love remains Ophelia in Shakespeare's Hamlet whose disprized love led to her distemper and her eventual suicide. Ophelia, like Hamlet, who also shows physical appearances of disarray and distress, are heroic figures in the Greek sense of the word. Heroic means love melancholy. In Greek mythology, Hero was a priestess who killed herself when her lover was drawn swimming across the island spot to visit her. Ophelia became the love-mad woman who will be repassioned again and again. In Persian literary tradition, to be truly in love, one has to repudiate intellect, reason, or mind, act, and follow where the emotion, intuition, or heart del leads. That is, one has to become mad. This rejection of intellect in favor of emotion is best represented in the popular romance stories of Leili and Majnun. Majnun renounces the edicts of intellect for falling in love with Leili. The word Majnun linked to the term Junun, madness, etymologically means being possessed by a genie. The association of law and madness in Persian literature became so intimate that the terms love and madness were often used interchangeably as synonyms. One of the female figures of love melancholia in classical Persian literature appears in the first story of Jalaluddin Rumi in his Masnavi. A king falls in love with a slave girl, Kanizek. Soon after the king marries her, an illness overcame the maid. On Kanizek as Qazabi Marshud. The king brings healers 
for foreign years, but none can diagnose the sickness of this fading every name. Finally, a doctor diagnoses her love melancholia. Aushiqi peydaas az zariye dil, nist bimari to bimariye dil. Love is apparent from the misery of the heart. No other is illness is like the malady of the heart. The king sends for the maid's beloved, a goldsmith in Samarkand, and brings him to unite the two. Once the maid's love is requited, her sickness begins to disappear. Rumi, who seems to have no care or at least or the least of understanding for the desire and anguish of the girl, lets the king poison and murder the goldsmith brutally to re reunite the king with the maid. Now healed. To propagate his mystical message of superiority of the divine love to that of earthly love, and the superiority of the love of man to that of a woman, Rumi makes the king destroy the beloved most inhumanly through the gradual poisoning. The female lover is depicted as sickly and insane, a being who is not only incapable of judging the true love, her very own emotional experience, but in fact, what she thinks and feels are not dealt with until her physical being starts to wane away. The king, the male doctors, the poet have no concern for the emotional and psychological state of the girl until her physical existence is endangered. Historically, irrationality and mania have become culturally quintessential feminine sentimentality and sexuality. Figures of women deranged by feelings prevails in culture and literature. With this background in mind, not only Farrakhzad's personas, but also she herself has been presented in terms of erotomania, a perturbed female sensibility. The motive of love madness is recurrent in the poems of Farrakhzad. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parse. Your support is invaluable to us. To like, share, or listen to our latest episodes, please head to our pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. To watch the complete seminars, please head to the Elaheo Midyar Mirjalali Institute for Iranian Studies website and YouTube page, which are linked in the description. See you again on our next episode.